The Old Testament reading is from Isaiah, the 40th chapter. Do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain, and spreads them like a tent to dwell in, who brings princes to nothing, and makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows on them, and they wither, and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom, they, to whom then will you compare me, that I should be like him, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see, who created these? He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might, and because he is strong in power, not one is missing." Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall fail and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle comes from 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter. If I preach the gospel, that gives me no ground for boasting, for necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward but not of my own will. I am still entrusted with a stewardship. What then is my reward? That in my preaching I may present the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. To the Jews I became as a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law I became as one under the law, though not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. <coughs> to the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, that I might share with them in its blessings. Do you not know that in a race all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? so run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand now for the Alleluia in verse. Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Lord. Immediately, Jesus left the synagogue 
and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him, and they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let us go on to the next towns, that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. And he went out throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you this day from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now some of you folks out there today may be of a certain age and may be familiar with a, a movie that came out in 1985. It was entitled The Breakfast Club. You might remember this movie takes place one day, specifically on March 24th, 1984, when five students from a high school have to report at 7 a.m., therefore The Breakfast Club, on a Saturday for an all-day detention. And a voiceover at the beginning describes the five as a brain, an athlete, a basket case, a princess, and of course, a criminal. And what makes this movie so good is these five students are so very different. And if it weren't for the detention, well, they probably would never have spent five minutes in the same room together and they probably wouldn't have even spoken to one another. But that detention brought them together, and because of that profound time that they spent, well, it kind of ramped it up enough that I could use it as an example today, okay? So imagine, you know, if you've ever been to high school, and I know many of you have, you know, you know that that things, we tend to stay in our own groups, right? You know, we have a cadre of friends and acquaintances, and those are the ones we associate with. So for us to reach out into a different group or a different person outside of us takes a little bit of effort. And it's probably not gonna happen easily unless the situation brings you together. Well, here we are, our gospel reading today. We have some of the disciples, right? Do you remember who they were? Peter, Simon Peter, Andrew, James and John. John. John, good. Okay, just making sure you paid attention. 
And so those folks gathered together at Peter's house. And, but, you know, lo and behold, you know, wouldn't you know it, Peter's mother-in-law's sick. And she's lying there, not able to tend to things. Well, Jesus enters right in, into that situation, lifts her hand, lifts her up, and the next thing you know, she's serving them because she's been healed. And then more people from the town around started gathering at this house, all bringing their sick to be healed. Now, these people were probably people that didn't normally associate with one another. Because, you know, you had certain people in different, you know, jobs and different places. And in that same town, and while they may know each other, they certainly didn't know more than just recognize their face. They didn't know their life's dreams. They didn't know what their sores were in their soul. And yet... Jesus brings them all together. And, you know, how interesting it is that when Jesus brings people together and he's active doing what Jesus does, which is healing and driving out demons and doing those things of the work of the kingdom, lo and behold, people start seeing themselves as all needing healing. Because, after all, we all do fall short, right? We all fall short. We all have something in common. We all have that disease called sin. And because of sin, we are very inwardly focused most of the time. We tend to see things through a lens of whatever helps me has to be what's right. And, you know, we tend to be so center-focused, centered on ourselves, that is, our wants, our desires, our needs. And Jesus, being God, understands our needs and our wants but he also knows what we need most. And, and so while after a while, after healing, he goes and goes off to a desolate place to pray. And as happened frequently, it seems like in the gospel, people were always losing track of Jesus. Okay? I mean, he would go and do his thing, and then he would go somewhere, and people wouldn't know where to find him. And you and I, sometimes, we get so self-focused that we don't see Jesus going over here. You see, we get so blinded by our own wants and needs, our own busy lives, that we forget that we're there with Jesus. And Jesus keeps going. You know, I mean, he keeps going and doing what Jesus always does. Showing love, showing tender mercy, healing things, 
and going about the purpose for which he was sent to show the reign of God and that reign of God showing what that kingdom is going to look like as he drove out the consequences of sin. And he knew ultimately this this work that he was here to do was going to take his life. He knew that going in. But he kept going. So for you and I today, you know, our congregation is sort of like a breakfast club. Okay? Many times we get together and, you know, we might actually bump elbows with somebody we don't know well. Um, there might be someone sitting in your so-called assigned pew one Sunday, okay? And they didn't know that it was yours, okay? But yet, here is an opportunity to know someone better. You see, God has a way of moving us around a bit and helping us understand that it's not all about us, but it's about his love for all of us. And so the big thing is helping us understand our identity, our identity as God's people. Now, I know I have said this many times this Epiphany season, as we have looked at our baptism, as our calling into God's kingdom, as being a part of God's family. And certainly it is. But it also brings us in contact with others who are also of that same kingdom, who also need help and assurance. Because sometimes, let's face it, life gets hard in this world. Sometimes there are difficulties that are are very hard to get through that we can't do it all ourselves anymore you know maybe it's you know just something as simple as a light bulb in the ceiling that you know that you should not get on a ladder and fix anymore because you're 88 years old okay and you've been given wisdom to know not to do that, but at the same time, you also don't want to ask anybody else to do it for you. So you're caught between knowing that you shouldn't do something or having to ask somebody else to do it. And why is it that we always vacillate and try to do it ourselves? It seems to be that is the thing that we do. We try to fix the problem on our own, even though we know up here that that's not a good idea, that, you know, I'm kind of wobbly on my feet just on the ground, so why would I think that I should climb up and try to change this light? You know, and you might rationalize to yourself and say, well, I'll have hold of a ladder, And if I get wobbly up there, I can always hold on to the light bulb. You and I, we understand what can happen. That's why there are others around us that we can ask for help and joyfully receive that help. 
And, you know, Jesus entered in. Simon Peter's mother-in-law needed help. He provided it. He provided help for that whole village that he was in. And then it was time for him to move on to go and preach the kingdom in other places. So you and I, in our lives, we have things for us to do, things that God has designed for us to do in our daily walk. And what does that look like? What can that look like as a daily walk of a child of God? Well, it could be walking into somebody's home, getting a ladder out and changing a light bulb. It could look like taking a meal to someone who's home from the hospital. It could look like starting your day with prayer and being in God's word. It could look like telling somebody else about Jesus and even going farther than just telling, be willing to walk with that person and say, let's get together every Tuesday for coffee at a coffee place and let us open God's word and figure out what it's saying together. You see, our way of life is not a solitary one, but one that is meant for a community. And so... Our identity still goes back to what God did for us in our baptism. We are his. He's placed his name on us. Our sins are forgiven. We walk in newness of life, still knowing that we're certainly inclined to sin more, but at the same time knowing that God's grace is even greater than our sins. And for you and I to know our forgiven state, that's just wonderful. What God has done for us. Because Jesus didn't just stay at Peter's house. No, he went a lot of other places proclaiming and telling the story of the love of God for all humanity. And he eventually went to the cross because that's what humanity thought about those words. And yet, under the control and power of humanity, as he allowed himself to be, he suffered and died. And guess what? Humanity has no power over God. Humanity has no power over God. And so Jesus rose again from the dead. And because of that, we know that that power of God cannot be defeated. That the power of God is active in each of us. God's name doesn't just stay here on my head, but is actually also a part of my whole life. And maybe that's the identity we need today, to remember whose we are. We are indeed a child of God. We are brothers and sisters in our Lord Jesus Christ. We are fellow baptized Christians who get to see God at work, 
What a blessing that is. And just like the breakfast club in that movie, we make new friends outside of our normal cliques. We find ways to link up with other people because, golly gee, we have Jesus in common. And because of that, we spend time with one another. So may you and I today consider, consider in our own lives, whether it's our own breakfast club we're starting, whether it is coming and to the feast of the king here at church where we get to receive Christ yet again. Wherever it is, may you and I as the people of God remember whose we are as we fight this good fight of faith, as we remember with joy God's promises to us, and as we speak to one another, share with one another, work beside one another, and let others help us in times of need. I had to get louder on that one because you needed to hear that. Because many times you and I were a little too proud, a little too self-confident to admit that we need help. But may you and I Respect our Lord Jesus as he enters in to provide the help we can't provide for ourselves. And follow his example in being a helper to someone else. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.